it's time to expand online. Hi, I'm Jamie Sletsky, and this is the podcast where we break down the tech and strategies that successful hands-on entrepreneurs just like you use to translate their services into online products. There is no fluff. There is no overwhelm. There is no shame. Let's get to it. It's time for you to expand online. Welcome back to the Expand Online Podcast. This is episode 110. I'm Jamie Slutsky, and it is my absolute pleasure and honor to be here helping you find the right way for your business to expand online and to be here to support you through the implementation, i.e. the tech, and of course, the launch. Today, we're talking all about group programs. Some people might refer to these as incubators or accelerators, even masterminds, but I tend to use the term group programs most often to keep things pretty straightforward, I guess. (laughs) Essentially, what we're talking about is a program that has a weekly online live session along with complimentary worksheets and exercises and additional touch points that take your members or program participants from point A to point B with a ton of support. Group programs can be run for anything. And just like I was talking about last week when we were talking about cohorts for your courses, the feature of accountability again is huge, huge, huge. And also the establishment of a relationship between the participants and with you as the leader or mentor or guide or facilitator or whatever word you want to use. Trust me, you are the expert. You are the leader. You are the guide. You are the mentor. You are the facilitator. No one right word is the only word you can use for your role. The prep work that is required to put on a group program is going to be different than for a course because so much of the work and teaching is done live. But that's not to say that we don't need to prep at all. Actually, most group programs have at least as much prep as online courses do. It's just functionally it's presented differently. The format of your group program can be anything from straight lectures to mastermind sessions and co-working sessions to critique or feedback or presentations. And some of the best group programs I know combine all of these and throw in other nuggets and goodies along the way. So let's get into the formats that I just talked about so you are clear as to what kind of structure you can build into your group program. The first one is going to be lectures. This is where you have a lesson planned out and you give it direct to camera and your members watch, learn, and take notes and absorb what you are sharing. This also can include live demonstrations or a slide deck and can also include playing external videos or citing books or other sources or websites. These are your truest lessons when you translate offline work into online work. Most often you think of lectures and standing up in front of your paying customers and teaching them something. Lectures are absolutely a foundational element of most group programs because our members are looking to learn from us. But lectures sound so boring, which is why I love tangible lectures, which include plenty of showing and demonstration and not just theory. 
The next session type is masterminds. A mastermind session involves members coming together with you as the leader to help break through challenges. There are several formats to mastermind sessions, and they all revolve around soliciting and providing feedback, recommendations, and support from other members of the program and the leader. Our next session type, Q&A sessions. Sometimes these are Ask Me Anything, and they are an open forum for group participants to get clarification, advice, and feedback from the group leader or moderators. These sessions are different than mastermind sessions because they are more cursory and systematic rather than deep in mindset and uh, helping overcome something. And also the responses are primarily provided from you as the group program creator and leader rather than peers in the group. Our next session type is co-working sessions. Co-working sessions are just what they sound like. These are sessions where group members all come with work in hand and spend time together moving forward on the project or assignment. In these sessions, most participants work through the theory that was presented in an earlier lecture session. We've got two more, okay? You can stick with me on this. I love, love, love definitions, but there's kind of a lot of them. The next one that we're going to talk about is presentations. I consider presentations sessions that are provided by guest experts, and they follow a format of a lecture plus a Q&A. So your guest expert is going to come in and do a 35 or 40-minute lecture and then open up to answering questions in a Q&A session for the remainder of the time together. The idea of presentations is to add complementary information to the program that you, as the leader, know is going to be of value to the participants, but you yourself are not necessarily the best person to present that material. There are lots of examples of successful presentations, and I think that these are definitely worth considering if you are feeling a little overwhelmed by running a group program. This is a way to take a little bit of the burden off. Our final session type are critique or feedback sessions. These sessions are insanely valuable around the middle of a group program and towards the end. These sessions involve taking in samples of the members' work in progress and sharing feedback in the group as a whole. I'm going to be giving an example of this format later on in the episode so that you can get a better understanding of how this type of session is used within your program. And just like with an online course, group programs are far more engaging when there is a nice mix of formats and styles. Would you believe it? I did two things wrong here. And I am recording this section for the third time. When I recorded this section initially, I was in 100% perfect health and I didn't like the way it turned out when I got to editing. So I decided to re-record it. I just finished re-recording it and realized that I was using the wrong microphone. How embarrassing, how frustrating. So here we are, third time's a charm, I promise. This is such a great part of this episode. I could not bear not having it. We are going to build a group program together right now on the podcast. We are building this program for a drawing teacher. She teaches a four-week fruit bowl drawing class through her local community parks and rec programs. She wants to take this class and turn it into an online group drawing program. Let's name this drawing teacher Joe. So Joe's going to create an online program. She's going to take her four-week in-person class and make it into an eight-week online program. We're going to set up the weeks like this. 
Weeks one, three, five, and seven are going to be lectures. Week two is going to be a co-working session. Week four is a mastermind. Week six is a critique. And the final week, week eight, is a Q&A session. Because this is only an eight-week course and Joe knows her material so well, we're not going to worry about bringing in a presentation-type session. If this were a longer program and Joe had the need or desire, she could bring in a presentation as early as week seven. There are going to be four lectures, which correspond to the content that Joe already presents in her current class, as well as a co-working session to facilitate and both a critique and Q&A session to create structure for. We are going to gently skip around the normal online product development framework that I have and focus specifically on the creation phase. To start, Joe will create a list of resources that the members will want to have at their disposal for each session. This is going to be things like pens and pencils, markers, blank or colored paper, and possibly the recommended amount of workspace and lighting considerations. I would probably also include instructions to download Zoom onto whatever device is going to be used and to use earbuds or headphones. At this time, the structure of the program will also be presented to the group members and the Facebook group will be created so participants can get to know each other. For the lecture sessions, we're taking a lot of what Joe has already created for her parks and recreation class and whittling it down to the most important elements. Because there is no hands-on application where Joe can walk around the room, the style of the lecture will be different. Joe will still have her members do some drawing during the lectures and assign them specific tasks to do between lectures. We also have the alternative style classes between the lectures so that the material from each lecture can be used by the group members and they can continue to come together and make progress and connect. The purpose of the co-working session being in week two is to allow members to get adequate time drawing at the early stage of the program, which will then help them keep showing up and making progress on their drawings. On the heels of this session, Joe will have a post in the Facebook group to encourage the participants to post their progress. And in the creation phase, which we are in right now, it's super, super helpful to create a post and prompt calendar for that group. This post and prompt calendar doesn't always have to be just about the drawing. It also ought to help connect people to one another, knowing where people live, knowing what kind of lighting that they use, knowing you know, what their family situation is, knowing what their favorite writing utensil is or drawing utensils are. Be creative as you create that calendar. Now, I am going to throw myself into the student's shoes as we start to discuss the mastermind portion. Let's say that I have attended all three sessions so far, shared my work from the co-working session in the Facebook group, but I cannot figure out how to work through one of the parts of the lesson that took place in week three. I have stopped in my tracks a bit. I just can't seem to get the right flow and draw the way I want to, and I'm starting to tell myself that I'll never be able to draw anything good. I come to the mastermind session feeling defeated, but I show up. And when it's my turn to be in the hot seat, Joe encourages me to share what is holding me back. She asks where my successes have been and what I'm struggling with, and I modestly show her what I've drawn so far, as well as my page of scratched out versions of the assignment from last week. 
She asks the group members if they have any thoughts or observations for me. And once my peers start sharing with me that they found this trick or that strategy, they hold the pen in a different way, or that they come to the group lectures in their kitchen, but sit in their sunroom to apply the work, it relaxes me. And I am then able to come up with a plan to complete the current assignment and promise to post it in the group by the end of the week. Masterminds are all about helping one another move forward. During the creation phase, Joe will look back on the encouragement and advice she has given her students in her offline class and have those ready to boost up her online students. It's quite likely that more than one participant will be having similar struggles and the collective advice is invaluable. Okay, now let's structure Joe's critique session that will be taking place in week six. This is a much more formal session than the mastermind session. Critique work is required to be submitted at least 72 hours before the session, and that consists of three works from the program. A sample of work completed specifically from the first lecture, a sample of work completed specifically from the second lecture, and a sample of work in progress from the third lecture. Joe will then go through and create a slide deck with all the presented work and make notes as to what to highlight and feedback to provide to each member. She will provide suggestions about making your drawings more uniquely yours and help create more ease and flow. The critique session is created on the fly during the program and during our creation phase, we are creating the structure so that Joe knows exactly how to create her critique session. She has less than 72 hours to create the slide deck and determine what she's going to say, what feedback and critiques she's going to provide. We want our members to feel accomplished and excited to keep drawing. The feedback needs to be authentic and presented in a positive light. As the group facilitator, we are here to inspire and motivate. This is not the time or place to tear members down or tell them that they haven't improved at all. I like to make a note in my planning documents to always be kind and helpful. And for the final session, my best advice to Joe would be to prepare to respond on the fly. Questions are going to be submitted in advance and asked on the live call. And this Q&A session is designed to give members additional tools and suggestions to keep drawing and keep creating. Questions that come up during the Q&A session are going to vary widely. They may include reviewing some of the basics to additional resource recommendations. During the creation phase, we're going to pull together as many questions and the corresponding answers as we possibly can so that the Q&A call is rapid fire and full of value. A couple quick notes about the Facebook group. It is going to be a place for ongoing feedback and encouragement. Joe should set expectations at the outset of the program and plan on being in there on a daily basis. She's going to prompt members regularly with new ways to connect, engage, and share their drawings. The group is going to remain open for two to eight weeks following the final session of the program. I like to have it open for at least two weeks so that members can do whatever they need to. And the limit on it is really the duration of the program. So if your program is a four-week program, two to four weeks. If your program is an eight-week program, two to eight weeks. If your program is a six-month program, two weeks to six months. I hope you get the idea there. Also with the Facebook group, if Joe doesn't use an external 
program like Member Vault, which I highly, highly recommend, she can use the learning units, which are a feature of Facebook groups. That'll be where she can house the lectures, the samples, and the instructions. That is not my preference. I prefer the external tool like Member Vault because it makes it easier to run your programs over and over again. We ran pretty deep through this group program for Joe, and I hope you now understand how an offline class can be converted into a group program. It is absolutely true that anything you teach in a class or workshop format offline can be converted into a group program. Anything that you teach online as a course can also be converted into a group program. And online group programs can then be converted into online courses. The key with anything we create is that we get better and better at creating the content, presenting the content, and always tying the content back to our member or student's goal. You can do this, and I would be honored to help you through the process. Go to techofbusiness.com forward slash online product to get started. And with that, I am wishing you a massively successful week. I'll be back next week with another episode where we're going to get into a little bit more of the tech. I'm going to keep it high level. It's going to be very actionable. I cannot wait to share that content with you. I alluded to a couple of the tools here, Zoom, Facebook, and Member Vault. And we'll get into how to make sure you make the best right tech choices for your students and their successes next week. If you have any questions whatsoever about this episode, over on Instagram, I'm at Jamie Slutsky. And as always, that is linked up in the show notes.